Hello again, and welcome to the Laundromat Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Radke. I appreciate your sticking with us through what kind of developed into a summer hiatus. I hope you've enjoyed a few of the reruns uh, in the meantime. And are, are reruns still a thing, or am I dating myself? Is that still something that's on TV? <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> All right. We're slugging hands on reruns, still a thing. But I, I feel like I'm I'm throwing a term out there that people are going to go, dude, how old are you? <laughs> if Saturday Night Live still does it, we can too. There you go. All right. So anyway, we are back. And as you just found out, we've brought back Ann Kornack, our general manager of aftermarket parts. But we are not talking parts. Today, the topic is focused on a very valuable commodity, time. So welcome back, Ann. Thanks, Randy. I'm really excited to be back and talk about one of my favorite topics. I'm excited myself because I think I can be better at time management, but I think there's something that that most people can say, right? Like we can all better manage those distractions and things that get in the way of us being truly productive. Absolutely. This is this is a constant. I you know, this is not kind of a one and done type project. It's kind of like building a muscle, but if you don't keep practicing and and working out, then that muscle becomes deflated. This is the same thing. It's a it's an exercise in developing some disciplines that are stress reducers and feeling more confident in your life and actually building better relationships, which is really, really what we're all seeking. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you talk about that, that stress factor and there isn't anything more stressful than having a giant to-do list and, and feeling overwhelmed by it and not knowing where to start. All right, so let's dig into this thing. Now, the, the question up front is, hey, it's a laundromat podcast. If I'm a laundromat owner, why am I listening? And, and it's a pretty simple answer, right? I mean, we're building uh, some tools off of, of what we've discussed in the past, right? Yeah. So if you think about in our last podcast, the one, Randy, that you and I did together, we talked about strategy and steps to developing a strategy for our business. So now we're kind of assuming we've, we have our strategy. How do we manage that strategy to its optimum effectiveness? And we're going to talk through about 11 different tools, right? And one thing that I want to really make sure to get across is that we're going to go through 11 tools. And if you walk away with one of these tools and adapt them into your daily life, for me, that's success. What is important is that you kind of do a a little bit of a personality assessment around your personality type, what motivates you, what type of self-disciplines do you have? And then as we go through this podcast, ask yourself which one of these you feel that you could adopt into your daily disciplines to make you more successful. It is a process. And I, I want to start with, with talking a little bit about something that a boss shared with me once that was extremely profound and really it was it felt a little bit like getting punched in the face <laughs> but but at the same time you know sometimes you need that cuz that's what really makes you stop and take a moment and think and he he said to me and good time management takes a shift in focus from activities to results so in other words being busy isn't the same thing as being effective 
you know, there's so many distractions in the world and that we can, you know, we could pick up lots of different things. Some things are more comfortable for us so that we look busy, but not necessarily effective. And of course, when that was presented to me, I was slightly insulted, but going back and really sitting with that and, and kind of doing some introspective work, I had to really look at myself and say, yeah, I do a lot of things, but are they, are they all aligned to my goals and what I'm trying to achieve? Absolutely. And if we're doing this right, if the uh, laundromat owners and, and managers and folks out there that are, that are listening, if they're doing it right, you know, this information is something that that opens up a conversation with employees as well, right? Like making sure that uh, going back to that last, you know, broadcast that we did, where we're talking about goals, you know, making sure that your employees are aligned, that they're doing the most important things. Absolutely. This is a, a kind of a gift that, you know, you can give to your staff because everybody at the end of the day wants to feel like they're effective and they're contributing. That's how you go home at the end of the night and go, that was a great day. That was productive. I may not have gotten through everything on my list, but the things that I did get done were rolling up to a really important goal. And it's a way for your staff to feel better about their productivity, but also wanting to stay and feel with your company because they know that they are making a contribution and making a difference. I guess getting started then. If I'm going to continue listening, uh, there has to be something in it for me, right? What are the benefits out of the gate? If I'm thinking about time management and I want to get better at it, there has to be, you know, some some pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So if I'm I'm focused on doing a better job in my time management, how am I going to benefit? You're definitely going to be more productive. Believe it or not, you're going to have more energy and you're going to be less stressed. And if you think about all three of those things, they're slightly intertwined. And and these are the things that we're all looking for. And it is achievable. Even when you said it great, you know, even when the mountain in the morning feels so high and sometimes that's so overwhelming, you don't even know where to start. And that could be the point of distraction. So if I don't know where to start, then I'm just going to start doing small tasks, focusing on those productivity type actions obviously reduces your stress and gives you more energy because you feel more accomplished. The irony of this, Anne, obviously is I'm feeling stressed and and looking (laughs) at the mountain of time management uh, steps to get me there. So uh, I'm I'm daunted by the idea of better time management. So how do I break it down? What are the the top three, first three things that I need to, to be considering to get me to being a better solid time management person. And and Randy, remember what I said before, even if you only take one of these, right, and introduce <laughs> them in your life, it will make a difference. The first thing you kind of have to ask yourself is, how do I spend my time today? Like, where are the pitfalls? One of the tools that you can use to do that, and, and it's, this is not an easy one. So this is this kind is of a, a scary one. And this yeah, is this the one is that should scare me, right? Yeah, because you're going to learn more than you may want to know about right. your day. <laughs> um, but this is where you actually log your day, right? So how much time did I spend? So as you're going through your, the day, you're actually logging the things that you're doing and how much time you're spending on them. 
And then that's where you will find what kind of the pitfalls or the, I call them the time loss tank. They fall into the time loss tank because they're generally, we find when we do this exercise is how much non-productive time there is, right? That we spend. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how to determine whether they are productive or non-productive time, but, but that is a great place to start to really look at how are you spending your day to day. Makes sense. Absolutely. So from there, then we start to think about, let's, let's kind of play off the strategy from our last discussion. So we have a strategy, right? And now we have to put kind of goals to that strategy. And we talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, but putting together smart goals. So these are the goals that are going to align to your strategy. And we call them smart goals because they're specific. And specific means they they start with a verb. They're they're very specific and action oriented, right? They're measurable. Like grow, grow my wash so, rifle business would be something like that, right? Exactly. They're measurable. So you want to say by how much you want to grow that business. You can't just say open ended grow. What is your actual goal to grow? Is it achievable? Because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. So now you're kind of asking yourself, like, is the goal and the, the measurability of the goal, is it achievable? Is it realistic? And then making it time dated. So by X date, I want to have grown, wash and fold by X. And you can look at that in a couple of ways. You could say by dollars, by profitability. How, however you want to look at it. Now, that's the high-level goal. Yep. Then within there, there are steps to achieving the goals. Those steps are now the very, you know, the, the action items. Those are the verbs that get you to that goal. And those are really, really important. But those are the things that are going to drive your day. And having that mapped out is how you know now it's written down. It's in front of you. Now you know the things that I'm going to do today, are they getting me to that goal? And those become your priority. If there is one tool to eliminating stress in your life, it is writing your goals down. I look at it again and I think about ways that, that I can get off track, right? So that my first part is like, I want to be a better time management person, but where do I get started? So that's, you have that overwhelming, you know, idea of like, where, what's my starting point? So I put those goals down on paper. I feel a little better, right? Like, okay, it's, it's real. These are actionable. They're measurable, which are the, the key elements to all those. Now, it seems like my next pitfall in this initiative is that's going to derail me and keep me from, from achieving any of that is if I'm disorganized. So now we're really getting down into the next layer, right? So if you were to take a piece of paper and kind of make an, a cross in the middle so you have four boxes, that top left box, we're going to call that important on the left and urgent on the top. The right-hand box, we're going to call important but not urgent. In the lower left-hand corner, we're going to write 
non-important, urgent. And then the lower right-hand box is non-important, not urgent. Now let's talk about what each one of those boxes represent. Yep. So important, urgent. These are the things that we want to be doing. These are the things that they're important, they're in front of us, and you kind of have to do. So an example would be the electricity is out and we need to get it turned back on. Yep, right? That's a pretty important. That's one. important. <laughs> that's important and it's pretty urgent, right? Call your boss. <laughs> That's important and urgent. Those are the things that take kind of priority, right? And then there is the next box to the right that is important, not urgent. And these are the things that are, I want to create a new logo for my business. I need to work on my strategy, things like that. And you decide every day of which one of these things is a priority that you want to work on. These are critical. These are the, this is the space that you want to be working in as much as possible. When you go down to the not important er, but urgent, these are the things that are, tend to be interruptions and distractions to our everyday world. Those are the things that I would ask everyone to consider delegating. They are a distraction from my important, urgent, and my important, not urgent. And then when we go to the non-important, not urgent, so this would be things like, oh, checking my social media pages or things <laughs> like clean my office, right? I would say that you probably want to delete them unless they are an action item that aligns to your goal, in which case I would move them in the box. And let me give you an example. You know, I say don't clean my office, but you could have stacks of papers and your office is so unorganized that you really can't function in it. You may want to move that up or delegate that activity if possible so that you can be more productive because you don't want that to be a distraction. For sure. I feel like you've looked at my office and that's why that was your example. Is that is that the reason? <laughs> I have not seen your office. <laughs> Chip away at that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to just go through like all the papers on my desk first. Like that that is going to be my my first step in that whole process. But so when we think about our, our strategy, right? And we think about action items associated to that strategy, they really fall in important, not urgent. You may feel like they're urgent, but they're really not in the urgent bucket because you're in control of it. They are not in control of you. Important, urgent tends to be things that are a little bit outside of your control, but you have to take care of them. <laughs> Yep. But when you think about strategy and your goal setting and those kind of things, they really fall in the important, not urgent. Everything else, delegate or delete. How do I get rolling on it all? I mean, all right, I, I've created my boxes. I, I have a better grasp of it. Uh, again, I feel like, all right, if you're that person that has a lot of papers and stuff on their desk and post-it notes all over. I'm not talking about myself again. This is just a hypothetical <laughs> person, man, of course. How do I get organized? What kind of things do I do to keep me focused on the right 
right things. Getting organized is really about keeping in front of you what are the most important things. Getting them again on paper or out of your head is is the way. And we we talked a little bit about that. There are tools out there in the world. There are some incredible apps that help you to actually organize your daily work. So it kind of helps you organize your daily work almost into the four buckets that we talked about before. And one that I think is really great is called Todoist. It's one that helps you input all of the tasks and then prioritize those tasks. And then it helps determine what throughout your day, how those tasks should be prioritized. So it kind of aligns with what we talked about before in the four box important, urgent, not urgent exercise. It helps you to take all the tasks and the goals you're trying to achieve and put them into a daily task outline by priority. Sure. Yeah. Which is really, really fantastic. What is also really important is, you know, as you write your goals, whatever, you know, that in what you're trying to achieve, keep them very visible. So on my I hate to I hate to admit this, but I'm a little bit of a sticky note person. <laughs> <laughs> that makes and I and I have three major goals that I am trying to achieve. Three major initiatives. And each one has a different color sticky and I keep them on my screen of my computer. So throughout the entire day, I stop myself. I look at those and I say is the activity that I am doing right now making a difference to those initiatives? If yes, great, keep going. If not, then I need to ask myself why. Is this a distraction? Is this something someone else can be doing? How can I manage the distraction away so I can get back to my three core initiatives or my three core goals? No, I think that, that that's an important thing <laughs> to note because I think some organizations you go through that planning process, the goal setting process, you know, early in the year or in advance of the year, and it's kind of shelved, right? Like it, it should always be, if you're doing it right, it should always be front and center on how those corporate goals or team goals impact your daily work. Am I charging to that? Or am I, again, to your point, filling my day with, with tasks and things that need to get done, but nothing that's driving toward that bigger picture? Yeah, Randy. And it's also a bit of an empowerment tool. And I'll tell you why. Because there are times when people ask you to do things and that are not aligned to your goals, right? And sometimes you have to say, I would really love to help you. But right now, I have some very important initiatives or goals that I am trying to achieve for my business. And this would be a distraction from that. Is there anyone else we could maybe find to help with this? Right? So it's a way to remind the organization we all aligned on these goals and any distraction would then put me behind me achieving these goals. So it gives you a little bit of an empowerment stance to take. Right. Yeah. And it's a and great think- tool for the organization. For sure. And to, you know, to bring it back into the laundromat realm, I mean, I can see this being, hey, I've got 
you know, one of my senior attendants or a manager who I've trusted to charge toward that goal of X amount more commercial accounts or X amount more wash, dry, fold. And, you know, I'm emptying dryer um, drawers and I'm sweeping up floors, but you really want to be charging to these goals. We need to get other staff involved. Yeah, I love delegation. You know, we could do a whole podcast on delegation. <laughs> it's 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 a really great one. And I I just want to hit on a couple of a couple of things around delegation cuz that is a, it's a it is really important to the process. You know, if we go back and talk about that nine box, right? Not important, urgent should be delegated. So now who are we delegating to, right? And one of the mistakes that people make in delegation is that they don't always align the task to the skill set. So when you delegate, you want to make sure that the person you're delegating the task to actually has the skill set and the tools that they need to achieve. And if you know that they do, then get out of their way. Get out of their way and let them be successful. I think it's also important in delegation that you explain to people, I'm giving you this because A, I know you have the skill set to achieve it. And this also helps me to spend my time focused on the goals that I have set for our organization that are going to help drive all of us. So this is really important and I really appreciate the help. That definitely makes sense for sure, you know, and, and go and dovetails in with that whole using using tools to get organized and here's the resources I have to get them, get these things done. Mm-hmm. And give them the tools too. make sure they that they have the tools to be successful as well. Otherwise, it sounds something like, well, I should have just done it myself. That's the trap of uh, there's a really great book out there. It's a Kevin Blanchard book and it's really good. And it talks about like, I give someone a project, somehow it ends up back in my lap or it starts with the whole team is walking out the door at five o'clock and I'm sitting here with a pile of work <laughs> sitting on my desk. Why is that? <laughs> you know, right. um, but it, it it's a really, really great book. I think one of the, one of the most effective tools within that realm is giving people ownership of the task and what needs to get done, right? Like when we have ownership and we feel like we have a stake in achieving goals, this is my my component to achieving this this ultimate goal within my laundromat or my business. When people have ownership in those items, it, it makes a difference. It becomes something, not just something that I need to get done because someone told me to, it, it becomes something way more. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to circle back. I'm, I'm sorry that I misquoted the name of that book. It's called The One Minute Manager Meets the Monkey. And it's uh, by Ken, Ken Blanchard. So um, I just want to make sure that I I reiterated. Um, it's a fantastic book and really, really fun. And I guarantee you'll laugh, but it's all about delegation. Perfect. Love it. Um so we're, we're delegating, we're getting organized. What else do I need to be considering in, in putting together a solid time management process? So a couple things. One, I recommend that you invite yourself to meetings, just you and yourself. That is a block time where you review your goals 
even if it's 15 minutes where you're reviewing your goals, you're assessing your day and saying, are the things I'm doing aligned to me achieving my goals? Always do what you least like to do first. Get the hard stuff over with or the things you least like to do, because oftentimes those are the things that are probably going to make the bigger difference. Then you get to kind of move into the, the stuff that feels a little bit more fun. This is a, an interesting one, avoid multitasking. And I think it's so funny in our world, you know, how much we talk about how we have to be multitaskers. But the thing is, is it's really ours to manage. So it's ours to actually block and say, I am not going to work on two things. I am going to actually turn the phone off so I cannot be disrupted. I am not going to look at my emails during this kind of disciplined work time. We actually get to make that choice. We just don't empower ourselves to think that we do. And that time is really critical for our mind to be able to focus on what our task at hand is for that kind of high productivity. I think, and that that's one, I'm going to be honest, that one was challenging for me. Uh, a lot of my day is spent writing and I always felt like, well, I, I need to bang these emails out as they come in and make sure people know that I'm, you know, that I'm available and I'm helping. But as a writer, you're, you're stopping and starting in a piece it, it, that ramp up and ramp down again. It, it's one of those time wasters, right? Like you're, you're out of there, got to get back in that mindset. It was a hard lesson, but it makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. And I guarantee you, if you, you know, if you have time carved out, the best managers I know never respond to email quickly. And that may seem like, now I'm not saying it goes beyond 24 hours, but they're not just sitting there waiting with bated breath on every email that comes in. And for two reasons, one, because they're managing their quality time and B, because that makes means that they are taking the time to create good responses. Makes sense. I I can see that, again, bringing it back to that laundromat realm where this, maybe it's not an email, but when, when I as an owner am in the store and I'm chatting with staff and, you know, getting a download on what's been happening, making sure that that that's why I'm there, right? It isn't, I'm doing these other things. I'm looking at uh, mail that came in or, that scheduled time with my attendance truly is their time and a, and a, a great communications period where I'm giving you a hundred percent of my focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, so here's the, here's one that I think sometimes we all lose sight of and we don't understand the association to time management and that is our health. Health should always be our first priority and any activity that we're doing and in our life to reduce stress is putting health as a priority because stress can be so damaging right to to our ourselves our our bodies and so it's it's really important that we start to build disciplines around 
managing our tasks in a way that makes them more productive, but also helps us reduce our stress and know that the our tasks are documented. So we don't have to remember them in our brain, right? They're, they're documented and I have a roadmap. And then the kind of final thing that I would say that I would love to leave everyone with is start your day with what are the productivity initiatives or goals that I want to focus on and the action items associated to those that you feel are the most important for the day and end your day with, hey, how'd I do and what needs to roll onto the list tomorrow? It's okay if we don't get through all of our tasks, right? But we definitely should take the moment to applaud ourselves for the tasks that we do get completed that day. And remember, it's a discipline, right? We're trying to build a muscle. It's like starting to work out, right? Right. Implementing these tools are not intuitive necessarily for us. So it's a muscle we have to build. But once we do, our life is a lot healthier for it. And so is the relationships around us, whether it's with our staff, our partners, our children. Yeah, I agree. And I think, again, building back to your point at the beginning, you know, if you take one or two things out of this, you know, that that's a win. And I think just the, just writing, getting things down on paper is mm-hmm. a giant step you know, Huge. for your day to day that it, the rest of that, I think, you know, it, it builds out naturally, but overcoming that first hurdle of these, these are the goals. These things are important to me. I, you know, again, going back to that, the other podcast that we did, you know, here, here's what my goals are, keeping that front and center and how am I driving toward those and having things, having things on paper just is a game changer, absolute game changer. Yeah. And in my binders, you know, everybody probably takes notes and they have their own method. But in the front of my binders are my goals related to my my initiatives. Well, fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's great. And anything else on time management that we we can share with folks? I'm going to admit this exercise was great for me because it gave me some reminders of things that um, I need to work on and incorporate into my my daily work as well. So I appreciate the the opportunity to speak on this topic, not only for for sharing, but also for my own learning. So thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And obviously, thanks to our listeners for joining us and, and helping us through the couple couple summer month hiatus here we're, we're back on it and uh, we'll be more regular in our broadcast so hopefully we'll we'll see you again next time on the laundromat insights podcast mm-hmm.